Yeah, so we move forward to Sunday night. Should we be worried? It's, I mean, it's, it's, you're, yes, because you lose, you're down 3 1, and it's, but I also, and maybe, maybe it's the, maybe the even keelness of my voice on this is I don't see that happening. Like I see Dallas responded from game one to game two. Um, I don't see, I don't see, I like, I think one of the great things about playoff series is the give and take the, the chess match. And um, I think the stars get an opportunity to respond and try to play their game on Sunday. And I, if, if they lose, obviously it's all of a sudden now they have to basically they're down three, one, and it becomes three straight games of, of must win hockey. But I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure why if I'm, if, if I was to put myself in a hardcore Dallas fan shoes, maybe you could be, have some, be a little bit more panicked right now, but, for whatever reason, and maybe it's just thinking about adjustments and the fact that us sitting here on a podcast can isolate what happened. Like it's if it, I, I I would feel more concerned if I would feel more concerned from a star's perspective if they had played their game and we couldn't sit here and circle what went wrong. I actually feel better sometimes when you can circle what wrong because yep. if you and I can figure it out right now, Pete DeBoer and his staff should be able to figure it out and the players should be able to figure it out. And it's the one thing I am concerned about is like, can you, what's ha- what's happening with Jason Robertson? That's the one concern for me more so of is Jason, Ro- are we going to get Jason Robertson back at five on five for Dallas? And And right now, we haven't seen that. That's where my worry is, if anything, right now. And those goes to our questions. The first from at MB Tendy. What's up, guys? Robertson seems to be a non-factor yet again in the playoffs. What's the issue with him when it comes to hockey past 82 games? What he's referring to is the struggles Robertson had in the first round last year against Calgary. At Adam underscore Deeks. Adam Deacon, what do you think is the issue with Robo in postseason games? Appreciate he chipped in with assists in game two, but he is not playing with confidence. Strange considering the season he had. And uh, at Logan underscore Onyx says, is it fair to say Robertson's game doesn't translate five versus five in the playoffs? This is two years now. His lack of skating really hurts him because his game relies on time, not speed. Playoffs, there's way less space. Just seems like he's lost out there. So first three questions came in were (laughs) (laughs) Um, echoing your sentiments. Yeah, I mean, it's concerning, but I don't think it's a Jason Robertson playoff concern. I think it's a Jason Robertson Minnesota Wild concern, obviously. Honestly, um, I look at like I look at the way they're different. That line is a different transition line with without Pavelski too. Um, Robertson has to play a little bit of a different role. He has to be. Um, Pavelski gets when Pavelski's in the lineup, he's more of like, uh, what do they call those? Like, uh, Gavin, like the switch yards, like a train, right? Where you come in and like the train comes in and like it, it swivels it and puts it on another track. Like, yeah. Joe, Joe Pavelski really plays that role so well in transition, even though Joe Pavelski's slow, he plays that role really well in transition. And Sagan 
isn't as good at that role. Just frankly, Sagan is a little bit better where he's playing in a two man game or, or playing with, or more of the two man game. Like, and so Robertson's going from playing with one guy who was really good at spreading the wealth and transitioning things around to a guy who plays a little bit more of a two man game. And that's always who Sagan, it's nothing bad about Sagan. It's just true. And so now it becomes, how do you adjust to that? So in this series, it's kind of, there's that. And then there's also the element with Robertson that I'm just, so I'm defending him on that front. Like, I think there is an issue to that, but on the flip side, you you want to get paid the way you're getting paid. You got to start creating your own chances. That's yeah. just the end of the day. That's that's just the reality of it. You got to create your own chances. You got to start you got to start doing this. I mean, I was tracking in in the second period when you're looking at zone entries, there was to me there was I tracked five different times Jason Robertson dumped the puck into the zone. And a dumping is not always a bad thing, but when that's all that's happening, and that's what's happened. And that's where the extent of your impact of the game is from that spot. Then we have a problem. And this is just, this is a, a real gut check time. And, and I, I don't think it's like, I think we need to isolate this year and last year. Like Dallas went into Calgary last year. It was his first playoff experience. And they were, Calgary was a better team. Like, honestly, the entire stars team looked the only reason that was a seven game series was because Jake Ottinger last year. Mm-hmm. So this year though, we need to see more out of Jason Robertson. Yeah, I agree. There's, K- there's, that's just true. Okay. Twizzle asks if Dallas wants to play a physical style against Minnesota, who should take that lead to set a tone, Ben Domi, Hockenpah or someone else. I think Sean and I agree. They do not want, they want to stay away from the physicality. I mean, hits are, can be effective. But you don't want to fall into the Minnesota style, which they did tonight, and we saw how the game was uh, slowed down. I think when you well, it's, you just yeah, got to stretch the ice, right? Yeah, and it's the uh, it's the, there's like physicality too. Like it's kind of the sometimes someone will be like, "Oh, we'll use the physicality becomes like code for like, do we need to go fight a guy?" And I don't think that's going to do anything. Um, and I would look at being, I, I would, I would argue one of the bigger things about physicality is more so when and where, and I don't think, I think there are places where the stars can get more physical, maybe in the neutral zone where they can kind of try to push back a little bit to try to create some more. But at the end of the day, as we talked about it's about getting this team skating again. It's about yeah. getting this team moving around. It's it's about getting to the spot where the wild are try, are struggling to catch you as opposed to trying to play their game. Um I I thought like I, I looked at Ben's game tonight like he actually it's Jamie Ben's game wasn't nearly as wasn't Jamie Ben's game actually wasn't that bad, but it was it's hard to it's hard to pick out like positive things when things when the entire when the entire group really struggled um i i do think i i would wonder um because 
I, I think it's, and I know that there's, I know it probably won't happen, but I think it's time to put Nils Lundqvist in for Colin Miller. Just honestly, like Colin mm. Miller struggled. Colin Miller struggled the past couple. He struggled the past couple games. Yeah. Like, and I know, I know it was an unlucky break um, on the turnover and overtime in game one, but there's a space where Miller's about the same size as Lundqvist. He's getting pushed around. It's not. I, I'm I'm trading. I'm trading one guy who could get pushed around for another, and maybe one guy who comes in with fresh legs. And honestly. We saw what John Klingberg did tonight for Minnesota coming in with fresh legs and the uh and 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 being a skilled puck moving defenseman. Like I, I think it's time to give Lundquist a chance in game four. Yeah, I'd I'd be up I'd be up with that. Uh we are answering your Twitter questions on this post-game edition on 1053 the fan, Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle, he's Sean Shapiro. Starcastic remarks felt that Marchment penalty was probably a little late. We feel there have been a lot of late hits for the wild that have not been called. How can the NHL get the refs to start calling things consistently? Consistently. I will say this. This is my opinion. I think there are missed calls both ways, but I don't think it's the refs in this series. I think anytime you face a, a physical team like the wild or a team that tries to exert their physicality, it's going to seem like a lot of penalties. Um, I think in game one specifically, there were missed calls. Um, I didn't see anything like tonight that was like, oh my God, you know, I mean, I don't think it would have changed the game one way or another. What do you think, Sean? I would, I'm going to, I want officiating to be better, but yes. I also I hate to say it, but officiating is consistent. It's consistently bad. Like, yeah. you know, exactly, you know, exactly what you're signing up for. Like, it's, it's something where as much as it's annoying and, and there's certain things that don't, that don't happen, like the officiating is consistent. I mean, right. One of the reasons, like, I want to, like, we can get into this. The stars do dive. Like, I just want to be clear. Like, it's something where like the stars have, do have a history of embellishing on things. And that's part of who they, I mean, a couple of years back, it was, it's hard to not say that after a couple of years back when uh, the Essel Lindell play against St. Louis, where he literally dove three times on one play to draw a cross check. The stars, the league doesn't call embellishment. So it's bending the rules, whether you like it or not. It's the same way that the Colorado avalanche won the Stanley cup last year. And the Colorado Avalanche run that illegal pick play where basically it's kind of like the moving screen in basketball. They run it better than any team in hockey and ref it's illegal. It's interference. Referees never, ever call it and more power to the Avalanche. And Jared Bednar said, okay, it's a part of our offense. They're never going to call it. And the one or few, two times they do, it's still going to create seven to eight shots a game for us. So I I'm at the spot where I will get on my, I will get on my soapbox and talk about officiating when it comes to protecting the player's head. Like it was after Joe Pavelski in game one. And I will, I will do that. But I'm also at a point where I've kind of accepted that this is what officiating is. Coaches know what that is. And it's just all the theater of you have to accept that this is what it is. Um, Officiating didn't cost the stars, the game. It didn't win the game for Minnesota. It's it it hasn't 
the one place where it may have impacted the series was back in game one, where if they had given a five minute major to Dumba and and then, and then but tonight, no, it, it didn't, it didn't change the game. I mean, I'd like to see officiating more consistent on, on many facets. I'd like a cross check to be a cross check, no matter what time mm-hmm. of game it is, but, but, but without question, almost you can almost look at the clock and figure out when yeah. a penalty is a pen- and like there's things that you and I can sit at home at and know. And if we can know that, you know, the coaches with all their additional data know as well. So I, I am all for NHL officiating reform. I also think if uh, I think NHL officiating would be better if they were, if there was an Avenue where they had to be available after each game. Um, Cause I believe Gavin, correct me if I'm wrong on this. And I always go back to, I don't know if it's changed, but um, I always remember the, uh, the Andres Galarraga imperfect game, right? Mm-hmm. And Jim Joyce is the umpire who spoke to the media right after. And yes. And, and I always looked at that moment as something where it's like, you know what? I, I respect Jim Joyce. I respect, I mean, you may dislike baseball umpires, but in general, baseball umpires can be available to the media. Yeah. NHL referees are not allowed to be available to that's, the media. That's I, correct. I do. I do wonder if you had something like that, some mechanism, would it create some more accountability? Um, I don't know. Well, but it's it's a thought. Yeah, they have um, one pool reporter goes in and asks NFL referees questions after the game, and uh, yes, the crew chief um, usually answers questions in 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 Major League Baseball. As far as the referees, I would also say this: if you think it's bad, it's bad everywhere. Because if you're watching Carolina and the Islanders, if you're a New York Islanders fan, Carolina scored in Carolina to beat you the other night based on a high stick that was right in front of the referee and there was no call. And it clearly led to the Carolina breakout where they scored the game-winning goal. So I think it's across the league. And I early in this year, Sean, I threw out that, Strange question that I've always wondered is why not add another referee into the mix? Why why can't linesmen make calls? And I know it sounds weird, um, but at the same time, maybe we're getting to that point where this game is so fast that you can't see everything specifically in the playoffs. But uh, mm-hmm. I agree, it's not it, it's not a playoff thing. 